She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. The ICI, I, I pronounce it Vicky. Hey there everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a small wonder podcast. Well today I'm going to be covering Season 1, Episode 19, The Company Takeover. This episode aired on February 15th, 1986. A takeover threatens Ted's job and family finances. Ooh. Since, you know, he's the only one that works in that house. <laughs> Joan's the homemaker. She will later become Jamie's teacher. So this episode's got a 7.8 out of 10 rating based on 19 ratings. It was directed by Peter Baldwin and writers John Bonnie Bonnet? Bonnet? Howard leads the creator and that's it. Alright, let's see if we got any guest stars. We got Discount Dale, played by Danny Wells. We got Customer, played by Daniel Leslie. Okay. No trivia. Normally there isn't any trivia. There's no user reviews. Oops, I'm sorry, Quinny. <laughs> She's decided to keep me company while I podcast. She's laying under my table, and I just kind of hit her with my foot. I'm sorry, baby girl. You okay down there? Yeah? You doing good? Okay. She's okay. <laughs> She's looking up at me like, please don't hit me, kick me again with your foot. It was an accident, Quinn. All right, of course, before I officially get into the podcast, I want to let you know where you can listen to the podcast if you are a small wonder newbie. You can go to SoundCloud under Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. That's where you're going to find episodes, seasons one through six of the Wonder Years. You can find episodes of Mr. Belvedere. The first four episodes of American Dreams. I will eventually get back on that podcast horse for American Dreams in about maybe a couple years. I'm currently working on Everwood once a month. Also, once a month, I'm doing different strokes. In December, I'll be finishing up the Silver Spoons podcast, which is on the Punky Power podcast. And then I will be doing different strokes just completely once I hit season two of different strokes it's just going to completely be on punky power but for now enjoy season one of course you can also listen like I said apple podcasts podbean ways to find the podcast on social media you can go to facebook just type in small wonder podcast it she's a small wonder podcast should pop up also on LBOM Wonder Years podcast on uh, Instagram. It'll pop up there as well. If you'd like to support the podcast, I don't ask for money. I don't do Patreon. The only thing I ask is if you enjoy the podcast, go to Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Alright, without further ado, like I said, also, if you're a newbie, I don't watch the episodes ahead of time, so my reactions are 100% real. I don't know what's going to happen any more than anyone else who isn't. I've watched some episodes in syndication growing up as a kid in the 90s, but 
anything season three and four related in even these episodes which apparently you can find some of them on YouTube, which is awesome. So I will also, if there are comments for this episode on YouTube, I will read them on the, at the end of the podcast. So, yep, doing an episode a month, episode 19, The Company Takeover, and then we'll be finishing up season one at the end of the year and starting January with season two. So we come out of the intro, we're in the living room, Jamie's peeking around the corner, he's got these large fake ears, and I don't know these things, glasses on his face looks like they could be like for fake x-ray vision, you know the stuff you buy through the mail that you see in a catalog that costs like next to nothing. And doesn't work. I've never used ex- supposed x-ray glasses in my life. So I don't know if they actually do work. Or no. Odds are they probably don't. I mean if there's such a thing as x-ray glasses. Everyone will be wearing them. So he's having Vicky put on the eyeglasses. And fake nose and mustache kind of Groucho Marx. They're like hey put this on Vicky. We'll play a joke on my folks. Okay. Yeah, she's, it's like the, the Groucho Marx, like, eyebrows, nose, mustache combo. Jamie's like, oh my gosh, Vicky, you look like a Groucho Marx robot. See, this was like 1986. Kids are going to be more versed in that of, you know, Groucho Marx and Marx Brothers than kids that have been born in, say, the last, I don't know, 10 to 15 years. They have a reference that's clearly going to be maybe from YouTube. I, whether Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, or Disney Plus have anything of the Marx Brothers, I don't know. I've heard of him, never really seen his stuff. But it's similar to like slapsticky funny, like similar to the slapstick of like the Three Stooges and stuff. You know, corny humor. Okay, so clearly she's been programmed to know who Groucho Marx is, or she's seen Jamie watch movies of Groucho Marx. So Jamie's like, morning mom, as he goes in to take a seat at the table, there's three glasses of orange juice, so I guess we're waiting on Ted. Joan has got a little something different going on with her hair. Hair's always been, like, just below the ears and at the nape, at the neck. But it's almost like the sides have been, like, slicked back, so it's got a... And it's almost like she's got, like, really feathery bangs. It looks nice on her, and, um, the yellow and white-gray striped pantsuit thing she's got going on is pretty cool, too. So she's asking Jamie if he slept okay, and Jamie's like, yeah, I slept all right. She's like, oh, would you like some milk? And she turns around, and she's got the glasses on the, the eyeball, the blue eyeballs on the springs, which I think Ricky Schroeder on Silver Spoons also pulled the same thing in, like, season two. Apparently, everyone's busting a gut over this because it's 1986, and that's the stuff you laugh at. Oh, here comes Ted reading the paper? Not that I'm surprised that he reads the paper, but he's whistling, not paying attention. So is he going to find this funny, or is he like, "What's where's my family? So he's like surprised to see them with those glasses on their face. Like, oh, kids, you look weird. And he looks at <laughs> Joan. He's like, honey, you've never looked better. <laughs> har, har, har. <laughs> 
will play a joke on my folks. Wait till they get a load of us. <laughs> you look like a Groucho Marx robot. Groucho Marx. Send a secret word and the duck comes down. Come on. Morning, Mom. Morning, Mom. Morning. Did you sleep well, Jamie? Yeah, okay. Would you like some milk? Yeah, please. <laughs> Here's your milk. <laughs> okay, it's not that funny, please. <laughs> Hi. Whoa. Well, you kids look really weird. <laughs> Honey, you've never looked better. Well, I only have eyes for you. Things are looking with the breakfast. Honey, there is a big article in the paper today all about the takeover of my company. A soft drink company is trying to buy us out. Well, what would a soft drink company want with a robotics company? Well, it's called diversification. A company buys another company it knows nothing about so it can lose money, declare bankruptcy, get a loan from the government, and make a fortune. That makes sense. Yes. Dad, if another company buys yours, will that affect your job? No, I don't think so, Jamie. Will it affect my new bike? What new bike? Yeah, really. Gee, it affected it already. <laughs> Jamie, you know what your father told you. You can get a bike the old-fashioned way. Earn it. Yes. There's got to be an easier way to get money. Nope. There is. How's that? Declare bankruptcy, get a loan from the government, and make a fortune. <laughs> so apparently... Ted's company, and this is big news because it's in the newspaper. A soft drink company is buying Ted's company that he works for. And I'm guessing so that way the company that Ted works for is going to declare bankruptcy and then get a loan from the bank. I, gu I guess. My guess is, okay, it's 1986. I don't really know a lot about how this type of stuff works. But I would think in 2020 and now with everything over the years that would the government be more like, like, oh, we know what you're up to, company. You're not just going to declare bankruptcy. Like, I thought, like, for some people it's, like, hard to declare bankruptcy and stuff because you got to jump through a bunch of hoops. So, I don't know. I don't know. Jamie, of course, is worried about, you know, is this going to affect your job, Dad? And... Ted's like, oh, I don't think so. Then Jamie's like, will it affect my new bike? And Ted's like, what new bike? Wow, it affected it already. And Joan, of course, is like, well, you could get a bike the old-fashioned way. You earn it. And Jamie, of course, like any kid, is like, oh, God, there's got to be an easier way to get money. So are they going through stuff like that he doesn't want? Maybe he's going to have a garage sale. No one's buying that junk. What you can hope for is that you donate. So we see a box of what looks like clothes or rags, mostly clothes. On the couch, we see looks like some other clothes draped on the couch. We see a cowboy hat. We see another item of clothing on this, this chest slash 
poor excuse for a coffee table. They need to get a real coffee table. That is a sad sack excuse for a coffee table. No one's able to put their... It's not even worth comparing it to an ottoman. You can't put your feet up on that thing from either that chair or that couch. I'm sorry, but I gotta put my feet up. Either I'm stretching out on the couch or I'm putting my feet on the end of the coffee table. But either way, the legs gotta go somewhere. Oh, here we go. Oh, thanks for letting me have this garage sale, Mom. <laughs> I ought to make I'm enough to get that, that bike. Oh, here's a couple of blouses you can have. You Those know, are I think ugly. these old shoes have about had it, too. Here. You just want to get new Boy, shoes. That's love. The shoes off your feet and the shirt off your back. <laughs> well, I wish I could give you some of this furniture. I especially like to get rid of this old chair. Get rid of this old chair. No, Vicky. Oh my gosh. Vicky. She didn't mean right this second. Jeez. Rearranging the furniture again, honey? Uh, Vicky, you put me down. Gently, thank you. What's all this stuff for? Oh, I'm having a garage sale to get that bike. Oh, good for you, Jamie. Let's go to my room and get the things I don't use anymore, Vicky. I'll get your school books. <laughs> oh, she, Joan's got some old blouses. The shoes on her feet, apparently. She don't want them anymore. Like, oh, I really want to get rid of this furniture. It's like, yeah, I know what you're doing. Let's get rid of this old stuff. So it's like, husband, I don't have a chair to sit in anymore in the living room. Can we go out and buy new furniture? Yeah, you get rid of your old, you buy new. But looks like uh, that company issue that was in the paper is actually going to affect him in not a good way. So it's like, this is not a good time. We may want to take up Jamie on also, you know, putting stuff in a garage sale for ourselves so we can pay our bills. And he's like, hey, Vicky, come with me so we can get more stuff to put in this garage sale. I don't think people are going to be clamoring over themselves to get your mom's blouses and the shoes off her feet. You're not going to get... How much was a bike in 1986? A kid's bike. I'd say a good one. I'm going to go with $50. Maybe between $50 and $100. I don't know. I know when I got a bike in 1992, 1990, it was... I remember because I used my first communion money, and I swear it had to be at least $100. Oh my gosh, that memory... <laughs> I remember when we were going to the store for it, and my dad, because I was a kid at the time, I was like eight years old, eight, nine, and I had this really cool bike, it was like white, and it had like paint splatters all over it, and I just remember like us getting it down out of the, um, off of the, the thing it was connected to in the store, and just my dad riding it down the aisle, and he's just like, an adult riding a child's bike is just so, and I just, it's like, oh my gosh, dad, please. <laughs> so yeah, looks like, um, I can't see Jamie getting 80 to a hundred dollars worth of money for those clothes. Let's find out what's going on with Ted's job. Clearly it's not good. Real quick, let me read the, okay, it says cutbacks at United Rob. Robotronics have the loss and scrambling for uh, so not just Ted is scrambling for an odd job, but all of even Vicky, Vicky scrambling too. 
She doesn't know the concept of money. But then again, an extra set of hands bringing in some dough to pay the bills, keep the lights on, the heat. They live in California. Because remember I was saying, oh, there's a... Um, a um, University of California, UCLA, like penance, like everything, like yellow UCLA was in Jamie's room, the, the walls, all of it. So let's find out what's going on. Honey, honey, don't take my brown sweater. I love this That's sweater. That's ugly. Mm-hmm. So did the moths. Ew. Uh-huh. Well, He's selling that. It's got 18 holes. <laughs> you throw that out. Oh, joke. Old sweater. Uh-huh. Oh, give Hi. me a break, Hi. Brandon Brindle. John? Hi. Hi. Oh, his wife isn't What's with going him. On? Oh, we're having a garage sale to raise money. Good idea. <clears throat> Especially uh, considering what happened at the office today, Ted. That's oh, why I'm here. He's got it on the dream. Well, I meant boss. to tell you at work, but I've been so busy with all the exec meetings and everything. Now, Ted, I'm not just your boss. I'm your friend. No, you're and I not. I don't want to leave you dangling on the hook. That's the way I am. Shut Sensitive, up. compassionate. Yeah, so no, what do you want to say to me, Brandon? You're fired. What? He's fired because you're fired. his boss. Maybe I should have said canned. It's a kinder word. No, it's not. Either way, he's still Brandon, what do you mean job. he's fired? I got it straight from the horse's mouth. When the takeover happens, our department is going to be reorganized and cut down. Of course, I'll still be the head of it. These reins are hard to come by. Oh, shit. Yes, you generally only see them in jars. Yeah, right. Now, let me get this straight, Brandon. You were actually told that you're going to be in charge? The worst that effect. And you're going to fire me? Now, don't worry about a thing, pal. I will write you a wonderful letter of recommendation. Even if I have to lie. That's really sweet of you. Hey, what are friends for? Get out of my house, it Brandon Brindle. It big guy, but... Executives have to make the tough decisions. You understand. And oh, sure, it hurts you more than it does me. Who's all staying? Well, not necessarily. <laughs> so, he doesn't even know he's fired until Brandon comes over. Like, oh, I just got the word from, like, the higher-ups that, oh, by the way, you're fired. Oh, maybe I should have said canned. It's a nicer word. Either way, he's without a job. And Brandon's like, oh, well, I'm like the big cheat. You know, I'm, I'm your boss, so of course I got to oversee everything. And they're making cutbacks and, you know, starting at the bottom and working their way up to, I don't know. But they're keeping Brandon over Ted. I, I still don't understand. I'm, I don't get it. Why they made Brandon... From what we see of Brandon, we don't ever really see him at work, so I can't really judge his... But just think about it. They were... get Those nappers, those, like, robot nappers in the previous episode, were looking at Ted because he's an inventor and everything. And I get it, like, he's an inventor, Brandon's higher up. But clearly, even those people could tell that Brandon is, like, a few bananas short of a... Uh, a fruit basket. And I just like to, oh my god, I don't know. I, bleh, bleh, bleh. It's like, oh, don't worry, Ted, I'll write you a recommendation. I'm like, what about unemployment since you're letting him go? I wonder, that's got, I would think that's got to be brought up. Like, okay, and until unemployment kicks in, we got to find something to supplement the income. And mind you, they're just living off of whatever Ted brings in from this company. 
can't be the only robotics company around, really. For a soft drink company is taking over. What is it? Diet Coke? I love Diet Coke. But it's probably some no-name brand we've never heard of. But Joan, of course, has got to be worried. It's like, she's mining the house. And probably, she's the one who probably pays the bills. He brings in the money, he pays the bills. So that's got to be stressful. Not to mention, like, they got a growing kid. Luckily, they have a robot that doesn't have to eat. So they're safe there. But it's like, great, now we got to cut down on groceries. Now we got to decide whether we want heat this month or whether we want electricity. I hope they don't have cable because that's probably going to be the ne the first thing to go. Well, let's find out what's going to happen. Ted, this is terrible. What are you going to do? Well, honey, I'm not so sure that what Brandon says is necessarily true. Brandon said he got it right from the horse's mouth. Yeah, but remember, honey, Brandon is the other end of the horse. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> honey, not this. What is it? Oh, it's a flop. Vicky, how much have we taken in so far? All together? Yeah. Nothing. I kind of figure. <laughs> what do you mean, nothing? What about that lady who said she'd buy the clock? I don't think she'll come back. On her way out, I heard her mumble, piece of junk. Well, then, it's all junk. It's garbage. I guess she was just laughing her gums. Nobody's buying any of that crap. I wanted to do real good so I could give the money to Dad instead of buying that bike. Your father said not to worry. Oh, that was just a cover-up. If Dad can't find work, who knows what will happen to him. He could wind up with holes in his shoes and bugs in his hair, lying in the gutter with winos. <laughs> Hi, guys. I saw your sign out front. How's the garage sale going? Oh, great. Terrific. If you want to buy something, you better do it fast before we're all sold out. <laughs> what you got here? Oh, lots of stuff. But be careful, you break it, you bought it. What the heck is that thing? How much are these roller skates? I can give you a good deal on these. Eight dollars. They're like new. Only been used by a little old lady with arthritis. <laughs> Do I look that dumb? Yes. <laughs> Very. But they're all rusty. Well, I guess we can take a few dollars off for that. Listen. I can put you in those skates for only five measly dollars. <laughs> How about one measly dollar? I want nothing. That's too measly. <laughs> How about two and not a penny more? That's the way to bargain, kid. Shut up, Harriet. Harriet, you're a real cheapo. You're just flapping your gums. She sure is. No wonder you haven't sold anything, Jamie. You're charging too much money. I need it to help my father. I guess you heard he'll be out of a job soon. It's nice to know her yeah. dad's not out of a, a job. I know a way you can help your father keep his job. How? Well, my father is your father's boss. Yeah, she know, so, knows that. So just marry the boss's daughter. Ew, no! Harriet, marrying you just wouldn't work out. No. Why not? I'd kill myself. <laughs> Think about it. There's no rush. I can't go on a honeymoon anyway. I'm not allowed to stay out overnight. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Vicki, this garage sale isn't working. 
You know Let's what I'm going to have to do to help Dad? Get a real job? Marry Harriet, stay out overnight, and kill yourself. <laughs> no. I mean, I'll have to find a job tomorrow. But let's not tell my folks, Get a okay? paper out. They're okay. pretty decent. There must be somebody in town who's looking for a bright, energetic 11-year-old with intelligence and ambition, right? Right, and if they can't find him, maybe they'll hire you. <laughs> All right, here's a couple things wrong with Jamie's garage sale. One thing, I mean, it's in the back. Nobody can see it from the road, so basically you have to come into the backyard just to see it. Because Harriet even said, oh, I saw your sign out front that said you're having a garage sale. And apparently one person looked at that clock that Ted was holding up earlier and on her way out, because she's like, well, think about it. <laughs> Vicky with her supersonic hearing is like, oh, yeah, she said it was very shit clock. <laughs> so Harriet comes in. She's like, oh, what are you doing? Are you having a garage sale? And Jamie's like, yeah. So she looks at some metal skates that look like they're from the 50s. Jamie's like, oh yeah, one arthritic lady used these like once. I'll sell them to you for eight bucks. And she's like, <laughs> no. He's like, alright, you drive a hard bargain, how about five? And she's like, how about one? One measly dollar. And he's like, eh, that's two measly. She's like, two dollars, that's my final offer. I'm like, alright. <laughs> This is 86. I didn't think that rollerblades were really a uh, thing at this point. I thought rollerblading was more like the 90s. Like roller skates were the 80s, rollerblades were the 90s. So yeah, when Harriet was looking around the garage sale, I was thinking like she was hoping like Jamie had like one of his old shirts or something like that. Like, oh, do you have a shirt? Oh! I'll buy this from you. And then that way she could use like a pillowcase and like that way it smells like Jamie. Because I'm sure that Harriet's got this, well, it's not so secret, like obsession. She is in love. She even says, well, I'll marry. You can marry your dad's boss's daughter. But we can't go on a honeymoon because I'm not allowed to stay anywhere overnight. I was like, what? What? Girl, go home. Oh, for heaven's sake. Now Brandon Brindle's gonna stop by. Great. Well, Jamie, of course, figures he may as well get an actual job job, you know. I'm sure everyone's looking to hire a bright 11-year-old. And Vicky's like, yeah. And when they run out of uh, actual good 11-year-old kids that are smart and hardworking, they'll look at you. I love when Vicky just is... Not just parroting other people and repeating what they say, but she actually has her own quips. Ugh, let's hear what Brandon Brindle has to say. Oh, boy. Hi. Get oh, up. Brandon. Man, really, what do you want? Hi. Do you put Joel, that holy... Bonnie and I are just so bothered about Ted being out of work. Well, it's very nice, Brandon. You yeah. know, you're the first family I've ever met under the poverty level. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he just going into well, their not house? Not yet. Ted is still working. Oh, you're so brave. <laughs> I was down at the shopping mall uh, this morning. I bought this outrageously expensive sport jacket. You like it? It's ugly. Well, it's a little tidy around the behindy. Yeah, really. That's my wallet. 
Anyway, while I was in the shop, they happened to mention that they were looking for a salesperson. I, I thought you'd want to know. What for? Well, to apply for the job. Bring a little money into the house, woman. Shut up, Brandon. <laughs> this stuff all for the garage sale? That's right, Brandon. Well, my wife doesn't really need anything, but to help you out. How much for the earrings? Name your own price. Five dollars. A buck and a half. Take it or leave it. <laughs> Sold to the man with the big wallet. Yeah, really. Cash? Yes. Can you break a 50? Yeah. How about a 100? No. I'll owe it to you. <laughs> hello, 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 and how is the big wide world treating everybody today? Hi, honey. Hi. Isn't it nice to see a man so happy about being on his way to Skid Row? I think somebody we know stopped off on the way home and had a little drinky-poo to drown his sorrow You're so wrongy-poo. But I'm glad you're here, Brandon. I would like to share with you some wonderful news that I heard today. Oh, what's that? Well, the company president called me into his office this morning to fill me in on what's really happening after the takeover. What did he say? Well, Brandon, I don't want to keep you dangling on a hook, but that's the way I am. Compassionate, sensitive... Like you. Uh-oh. I think you'll be thrilled to know that I'm not losing my job. Oh, that's terrific, Tim. Yes. In fact, I'm going to be the new boss of the department. Woo! <laughs> wonderful surprise. Congratulations, honey. Thank you. Of course, honey, I am going to have to let some people go. <laughs> Boy, it Do breaks it. my heart, too, but... Uh, Executives have to make the tough decisions, even if it means having to fire a friend. Yep, yep, good. I think I hear Bonnie calling. I better rush right home and tell her the good news. <laughs> Honey, the poor guy is in shock, huh? Uh, is that great or what? You're really, really going to fire Brandon, are you? You wouldn't stoop to his level. I'm tempted. But I guess not. I just want to see him dangle by his thumbs for a while. Yeah. It's the next best thing to his neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, I bet Brandon serves a very important function in your company. What's that? He makes everybody else look intelligent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So apparently Ted's brown sweater is, with the holes is out there. For what? A penny? Half a penny? No one's buying a, a shirt with, with holes in it. Or a sweater with holes in it. It's a disgusting shit, Brown. It's so gross. So Brandon, of course, with his fake pity. Well, no. He is a fake sympathy. It's all like, oh, well, Bonnie and I are just beside ourselves. You know, you're in Ted's situation. You know, you're the first family I've met that's below the poverty line. I'm like, no thanks to you, dick. Just walked into their house. I hate it when they do this. It's like, no one invited you in. Then he's going through the box on the kitchen table. Like, oh, well, we want to help you out. How much for these earrings here? And, like, name your price. And Joan's like, 
five dollars and he's like a buck fifty take it or leave it i'm like excuse me you asked her to name the price so he's like oh can you break a 50 oh better yet can you break a hundred she's like no who has that kind of cash on them at all times nobody and of course, Joan's like, well, not quite yet. We're not at the poverty level. Ted is still working. And Brandon, like, grabs her arm and is like, oh, you're so brave. And he, of course, is saying, oh, I was down at the shopping mall getting a new, like, suit jacket. And I noticed, I guess, they're looking for people. And she's like, great. He's like, you should get a job there. And she's like, excuse me? And he's like, you need to help out, woman. And I'm like, it, get, get out of my house. Get out of my house before I throw you out. The way, ugh. This guy is not stupid. Well, he's stupid in some sense, but just his digs at this family are so undeserved. And he's like modeling the suit for like, hey, check a look at my ass. And of course she's like, well, it makes your ass look fat. So, yeah. And he's like, oh, that's my wallet. Brian gave him out like, his wallet's so huge because he's got so much cash in it. And the way that he's digging through that box. At first I thought he found some like coins or something. It's like, oh, my wife doesn't really need anything. But I guess we could help you out. How much for these earrings? Name your price. And she's like, $5. And he's like, a buck fifty. Do you got change for a 50? Oh, better yet, you got change for a hundred? I'm like, no. No, they don't. Ted walks in and he is like on cloud nine here. He talked to his boss, who is also Brandon's boss, just to find out what exactly is going on with this whole takeover situation. Turns out, <laughs> Ted's not getting fired, but somebody else in the room is. <laughs> like, well, you know, I'm the new president of the company. And of course, Brandon's like, oh, what? Like, yeah, so look, Brandon, I hate to do this too, you know. A friend, but I gotta let you go. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> and Brandon is just like, boof. he's like a puddle of emotions. Like, ah, oh, I have to go quickly and tell my wife. Oh, and of course, Brandon before that had to make a joke. Like, oh, it sounds like someone stopped off at the bar on his way home. Like, shut up. No, he didn't. Ted is just grinning ear to ear with this, and I love it. <laughs> Putting Brandon Brindle in his place as he should, because Brandon is a piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah, when Ted is like, oh, I've been made president of the company. Oh, not the president of the company, he's going to be the new boss of the department. And Brandon's like, what? I mean, that's great. Like, uh-huh, yeah. And the first order of business is Brandon's got to go. Bye, Brandon. Like, literally, the door's right there. I love how the kids in the audience are laughing hysterically at this. He's not even manning this garage sale. I mean, granted, it's full of garbage that no one's going to want. But still, anyone who actually found something that they'd like, I mean, even though the door is open and Joan was, like, inside. <laughs> so she's manning the garage sale from inside the kitchen. But Ted, of course, finds his brown, holy, moth-eaten sweater. Like, oh, I'm gonna take this inside. Ew. So, of course, Joan, because she has a heart, is like, oh, you're not really gonna fire Brandon, are you? And he's like, I am so tempted right now to, yes, but no. 
He just wanted to see Brandon's reaction and relish in the in that for a minute or so. He says, I wanted to see Brandon dangle by his thumbs for a while. That's as close as I can get to thinking about his neck dangling. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Joan's like, you know, I as she goes back inside and Tev follows her, she's like, I bet that Brandon serves a very special function in your company. And he's like, oh, yeah, what's that? He makes everyone there work harder and makes everyone smarter. It's Brandon's lack of smarts that uh, everyone just shines more a thousand percent. And yeah, she says he makes everyone else look intelligent. All right, now we're going to discount Dale's used autos. Jamie can't be working here. I mean, unless he's like wiping down cars, but he ain't selling them. He's only 11. Oh, it looks like they just got there. How far away did they walk? Oh, I love the, um, the, the backdrop there of, it's just, a uh, painted buildings with a painted, it's basically a tarp. It's got a painted, like, cityscape on it with a road and some buildings and some houses and some cars, like, for a second there, for a split second, if you, like, squint, it might actually look like it's real, but it's clearly not. Okay, I've seen this dude before, unless he's, like, looks like the dude I'm thinking of and isn't him. But I swear, this has got to be the dude, the guy, this car salesman, this discount deal, Danny Well. Oh, my goodness, this guy's done some, oh, my God, this guy's done lots of stuff. Let's see. Anything, I'm only calling out stuff I would probably recognize them in. Let's get out of the 70s, because I didn't exist then. And get into the 80s and 90s. Silver Spoons, he played the, oh yeah! He played the waiter in Mr. Cool and Marry Me, Marry Me, Kate Part 2. Okay. He played the manager in Reading, Writing, and Rock and Roll. Oh! Oh, the manager of the barge. Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. This guy's in three episodes. The company takeover. We'll see him again in Crazy Like a Fox and Hooray for Hollyweird. Go back to that. That's Hooray for Hollyweird. Alright. Let's see. Um, anything else I might recognize this guy in? Anything. Hmm. Gosh, this guy was in a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, that said, he passed away in 2013 at the age of 72. And his death apparently is undisclosed. Alright, let's see. What, James? Jamie, if you think you're going to be selling cards for this guy, you got another thing coming, Mr. 11-year-old. Oh, it's like, oh, he thinks they're there to buy a car. He's like, oh, you know, it's against the law to sell to minors, but if you got a fake ID, we'll talk. I'm like... What? So, Jamie explains how he's there to wash the cars. And the guy, the salesman says, I, no, my mom comes in once a week and takes care of that for me. So yeah, if he's getting his mom to do that for free, he certainly is not going to pay two 11-year-olds. That's me, Discount Dale, and I'll beat any deal in town. Say, uh, 
You kids know it's against the law to sell to minors, but uh, you got a fake ID? We'll talk. <laughs> We're not interested in buying a car, just washing them. Washing? Uh-uh. See, once a week, my mother comes in and does that. Please, mister. My dad lost his job, and we'll work cheap. We'll wash every car in the place for only a dollar a car. Hey, you poor kids. Dad lost his job, huh? That's rough. Yeah. Shh. All right, kid, you reached me. You got to the old pump. You got yourself a deal. Thanks. A dollar a car? Fifty cents. You're a real cheapo. Oh, Ricky, shut up. It's a great little kidder, Mr. Discount. We'll Mr. take Discount? it. Fifty cents a car. All right, you got it. Peace. Maybe you ought to change the name of this place from Discount Dales to Big Hearted Bob. <laughs> I gotta get there, kid. Uh, look, the uh, soap and the water buckets are right over there. So convenient. Oh, and the... kid, go easy on the water, huh? Yeah, thanks. Hey, Vicky, might as well start on this bus. Grab a cloth and start washing. Who's this washing. dude? Some random man. Uh, the boss will be back in a minute, mister. Oh, no rush. Just... Browsing for a bargain. You break it, you bought it. <laughs> Becky, oh man. Yellow walls, what about? Tires look okay. This Tires is dude. Look okay. Becky, oh no. No. I guess we could take a few dollars off for that. <laughs> I should hope so. Wonder what shape it's in underneath. Guess you can only tell if you get it on a lift, huh? A lift. No, Vicky, don't, don't lift it up. Oh no! Put it down, put it down. What was that? Well, I guess the bumper was falling off. This jalopy's falling apart. This jalopy's falling apart. <laughs> Junk. Sure is. This guy's a crook. Maybe. I think we'd better get out of here too, Vicky. Come on. Oot, oot, oot. Go, 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 go. Out, out, out. Hey, kids, where are you going? This guy's a crook. <laughs> <laughs> my car. What happened to my car? Really, what didn't happen to it? So we see this yellow. Canary yellow VW, like, it's a bug car, basically. And I love how on the windshield, there is a little sign that says extra clean in black bold letters. Also, on the spray painted on the brick wall behind, says quality used cars. So I like Jamie here. He's not pulling a sob story. He's actually just being honest. And the guy's like, no, my mom comes down on the weekends and washes cars for me. Basically, I don't have to pay her anything. And Jamie's like, please, we'll wash every car on this lot for a dollar a car. And, of course, the guy's like, eh, make it 50 cents. And then he says something about how I think I should change the name of my car dealership from Discount Dale to Big Hearted Bob. I'm like, so is his name Dale? Because it says Dale on IMDb. So who is Bob? Who knows? Who knows? Who cares? So it's like, all right, soap and buckets there. 
soap, bucket water is there. Please go easy on the water. I love how they pretend there's water in those already in those buckets when you clearly can tell there's no water in them. Because they go around to the side of the car and you just see Jamie pretend to wring out a rag and they're but he and Vicky both are washing this one car. The bug. Cars, what a what night <laughs> This guy just happens to roll into this customer. Like, oh, I'm looking at this car here while you're washing it. <sighs> Jamie notices the customer and just says, Hey, the boss stepped out for a sec, he'll be back. And this guy's like, oh no, Raj just browsing for a bargain. And of course, all the dialogue that Vicky took in during that garage sale is now going to basically blow up in Jamie's face. Like, ugh. Well, and discount Dale's face, but he's not here to see any of this. And she looks at this customer and says, you break it, you bought it, because he's like looking at a, a headlight. Now, I've heard of those cars, like, having, like, the white walls, like, the white around the, the rim or hubcap, but this one's got yellow, and that's just, I, I don't know, is that a thing? Was that a thing back then? Or it's pretty much just for this episode? Okay, um, here's a question. I know people like to look at cars, and when you do, we, we looked at cars. You know, I looked at my car before I bought it, Jeremy did the same. Never, ever did we go up to a car that we are looking at to purchase and kick the tire. Granted, this is used autos, but then again, I don't think they want you kicking tires. It's like, please, I don't even know if you're going to buy this. You could be damaging the tire. I mean, granted, the guy's wearing loafers. He's not wearing, like, spiked football cleats or, you know, steel-toed boots or anything like that, but it's like, dude, please. As we've seen in the movie Cars, the Pixar movie from 06, or was it 07? Cars have feelings too. They do. They do. And he's like, oh, the tires look okay. And of course, Vicky's like, the tires look okay. As she kicks the tire and <laughs> it goes flat. The sound effects in this scene are just crazy bonkers. It just sounds like, <laughs> no, I can't do it. That's a fart. No. I can't do sound effects. Not only does it, like, make the tire flat, but the, um, the frame around the tire, like the well or whatever you want to call it, just above the tire, also breaks apart. And the guy's looking at, like, what is going on here? And Vicky is also repeating Jamie's line of, I guess we could take a few dollars off for that. And the guy's like, I should hope so. I'm like, dude, you're talking to children. They don't work there. Oh my gosh. And there's like a Volvo right behind him that looks like a Pinto. Because it's like 1986. And I th when I think Pinto, I think of the movie Cujo. Hands down. Dude, you need to get the manager or the whoever runs Dale. Discount Dale. Why are you conversing with children? It's like, wow, I wonder what shape it is underneath, like, the condition. It's like, oh, I guess you can only tell if you get it on a lift. And Vicky's like, get it on a lift. And she goes to the front of the car and starts to lift it, even just a little bit. And Jamie's like, no, 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 put it down, put it down, put it down. Oh, my God. Guys. Forget the car washing. It's not happening, okay? Please, just leave. 
<laughs> that man will be none the wiser when he comes out and it's like, what happened to my car? This is the weirdest sound effect. As she lifts it up, but then when she goes to set it down, it makes a weird... I mean, you hear it in the clip. It's just, it's, it's a weird sound. And there goes the bumper on the front of the car. And the guy's like, what was that? And Jamie picks up the bumper. He's like, oh, I guess the bumper was falling off. And this guy's like, oh, this jalopy's falling apart. As he, like, it's got a sunroof. Oh my gosh. It's got a sunroof? I didn't know that VW Bugs had sunroofs. Then again, I've never driven one either. But, oh, this thing even has, like, that carpeted seat cover. That shag, like, seat cover. Oof. It just, it looks really, it looks tacky. It just looks gross. I get it. It's, all right, let me, I've been saying 1986. I'm going to make sure. Yes, February 86. Okay, so we're early 86 here. And she's like, this jalopy's falling apart. As she, like, hits the side of the hood, the hood pops up, the car door driver's side falls off. This thing is, like, stuck together with, like, scotch tape. Guys, at this point, I would just vamoose. Like, get out of there. Oh, this is a piece of junk. Well, you have... You're basically hitting the thing and kicking the tires. I don't even think they'd stand for that at a used car lot. Like, you don't treat cars that you're looking to possibly buy like that. Why do you need to kick a tire to see if it's low on air? You can tell it's low on air. I don't think kicking it's going to make a difference. And this guy's this. The customer's like, this guy's a crook. Like, you haven't even met him yet. Granted, I'm not surprised he probably is a crook, but still. And the customer just leaves. I mean, this discount deals used autos clearly it looks like a very shady scene here you got two cars on display unless that uh painted tarp with a parking lot on it would suppose other i can't even tell what that's actually supposed to be it's just a painted scene on a tarp nowadays if this were made it'd probably be like some cgi something or other and Jamie's like, oh, we better get out of here too, Vicky. Here, let's put this, uh, these buckets that have no water in them. You guys should have left, like, a long time ago. Oh, man. How funny that as soon as they go to walk off from the scene, the guy comes in like, what happened to my car? And Vicky's like, this guy's a crook. <laughs> oh, boy. It's like, what? It's like, and he looked at his car, which the hood has popped up. You got the driver's side door on the ground. Bumpers off. The um, cover that's on the... Uh, I don't even... What the heck do you call those things? I don't know. They're... Anyway, it's like he's been in his office doing who knows what. And he comes out and he's like, what? 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 He's like, my car! What happened to my car? Uh, I don't know. The scotch tape you used to hold things together, finally, uh, they couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and, of course, out pops the headlights. Ted, of course, is sewing up the holes that were eaten by moths in that brown, gross sweater. Someone's knocking at the door. I swear, if it's Brandon again, I'm going to be so infuriated. Ooh, for this month, he is at the top of the I Hate Brand, uh, Brindle fan club. He is at the top this episode. 
This better not be him. Maybe it's Discount Dale looking for the kids. But he wouldn't know where they live. They're just two random kids that came up into his lot and like, hey, let's wash your cars for 50 cents. Let me guess, it's Harriet. Oh, it is Harriet. What the heck? Why is she dirty? Yeah, really. Oh god. Okay, clearly Brandon put her up to that. Yeah, grabs me right here. Daddy likes dog we be destitute. Even now we live in some hands mouth. My daddy's got a big mouth. Your mother too. Yeah. We're not looking for charity. No, 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 no. Oh, whatever. You are. He's right there! He'd be furious. He's coaching her on what to say. My daddy has such dignity. Oh, Brandon, go away. Such a passive giving. What a wonderful man. <coughs> Hi there. Oh, hey. What are you doing here? Oh, just being neighborly, Daddy. Brandon, I think Ted has something to say to you about oh, the job. Oh. Yes, Brandon. I just wanted you to know that you're not fired. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Ted, I really never knew how deeply in debt I was. And did I mention to you that Harriet needs extensive dental work? Yeah, I have an overbite. I'll wake up every morning with teeth marks on my chin. What? Oh, Charles. Why don't you run along home and see if your mother's having any luck taking in laundry? Bye. You know, Ted, I was talking to the guys at the office just this morning. I said, you know who the real brains of this outfit is? And they said, you, Brandon. And I said, no, no, no. Lawson, Lawson, the principal fellow. Don't buy me, kid. Brandon, please get a hold of yourself. Really? Don't back on your knees. Be a man. Stand yeah. up and beg. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, Ted, not going to fire you. Do not? No, Brandon, I'm not going to fire you. Go back, you good <laughs> I'll never forget you for this, never. Brandon, please. Oh, I, I've got it. Uh, honey, did you get that? I'm a little tied up here. Yeah. Oh, that was going on. Huh? I was sure you wouldn't fire me. Oh, buddy. I have to show you my gratitude. I'm going to take my Well, if you're taking them out, you Guess better what? be paying. I'm fainting. Catch me. Whoa. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, I'll tell him. Bye. What's going on? Ted, that was your office. They said that the takeover fell through. Fell through? No. No. But that means I'm still your boss. Oh, 
Oh, come on! This sucks! Get out of here! No! Oh, you jerk! Go away! Honey, he is so cheap. If his wife and his kid were starving, he'd give them diet pills. <laughs> Tan, I'm so sorry that the takeover didn't work. Eh, well, I still have my memories. Brandon's tears on my shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, we're home. Oh, hi, honey. Hi. Well, where have you been all this time? Well, to tell you the truth, I went to find a job. A job? What for? So I could help you out with the message for money, Dad. And you lost your job. Jamie, that was really thoughtful. It was really nice of you. But Jamie, guess what? Looks like your old dad isn't gonna lose his job after all. You're not? Oh, that's great! Isn't it, Vicky? Great. Now we won't be lying in the gutter with winos. <laughs> so of course the doorbell rings. Ted's like, I'll get it. Turns out it's Harriet looking. She's wearing like a moth-eaten type shawl around her and some her face looks dirty. She Apparently she was resembling a street urchin, so that way. And we later see just outside as she's giving the speech about like, oh, we want to look destitute when we get into the line to get food stamps. <laughs> so much has changed in over 24 years, I'm sure. But you see Brandon just outside the house, and he's mouthing the way- She's been coached! Apparently Bonnie has taken in laundry, because of course Brandon thinks he's been fired, so. Oh yeah, she wants to give her dolls to the Lawson garage sale to see if, you know, they get some money for them. And Joan, of course when Ted opens the door, Joan's like, who is it? And he's like, oh, it's Raggedy Ann. Oh, wait, no, she said, Daddy told me to save my good clothes so that way we'll look nice when we stand in line for food stamps. Oh, I thought they wanted to look like street urchins. Okay. Her face is just like, she, like she went out to her yard, grabbed some dirt, and rubbed it on her pale, freckly face. And I love how Ted and Joan, it's like, even though this is Harriet, and we all don't like Harriet, they know that Harriet is just full of garbage. Like, kid... And she's been coached. Of course, the line she uses, she's been coached by her father. Of course she has. She's like, oh, doesn't it break your heart to see a sweet, innocent child give up her dolls? I'm like, not really. And of course, Joan's like, yeah, it sure does, Harriet. I roll. Ted's like, yeah, it gets me right here. And he turns like, grabs his neck. Like, <laughs> yeah, they know she's basically bullshitting them. Why don't you cut your hair, give it to lock, Locks of Love, or whatever that, you know, place is. You could, she could pull, like, the, who who was the one in Little Women that cut her hair? Was it Joe? I think it, it was Joe, wasn't it? Who cut her hair? Like, or sold her hair? Harriet's got enough hair to make, like, three other Harriets. Because, ugh. Cut that hair, kid. Sell it. There's your money right there. A lot of people out there just want wigs of reddish hair. They can look like Anna Green Gables or Pibby Longstocking or, you know, whoever. 
And Harry's like, even now, we're living hand to mouth, and my father's got a big mouth. And Joan's like, so does your mother. <laughs> yeah, she do. Of course, Harriet pulls a body. She's like, we're not looking for charity. No, 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 no. <laughs> she is looking outside. Her dad is right there. He's holding a hockey stick. Whose hockey stick is that? I'm sure it's not his. Oh, God. I want to punch Brandon so hard in the face multiple times. Because she's like, if my daddy knew I was here, over here, he'd be furious. My daddy's got dignity and all this hoopla poopla praising old Brandon Brindle. <laughs> so he goes in since the door's already open. And he's wearing a button-up cardigan that's got the pocket ripped. He's wearing what looks like a late 70s silk print shirt just putting on clothes that would probably that aren't even worth being in a garage sale because they'd be used as rags or in the trash isn't that right Quinny yep oh he what he, yeah when he watches oh Harriet what are you doing here Ugh, you sent her over you dummy Joan's like oh uh Brandon I think uh, Ted has something to tell you. And then, of course, the phone rings, and she has to get that. Because Ted can't, because Brandon is, like, grabbing Ted around his ankles, or his, around his knees. Like, oh, thank you, thank you, and it turns out Brandon hasn't been fired. Like, oh, you haven't been fired, Brandon. And Brandon, like, grabs Ted's hand, and Ted's like, yet. It's like, oh, right, right. Brandon's like, oh, I'll take you out to eat. And I'll pay. I'm like, um, if you invite someone out to lunch, you better be paying. You don't invite, like, hey, let's go to lunch. And then expect them to pay. That's not how that works. Like, if I want, so basically, if I'm paying, I'm taking myself out to lunch and you're just there? I don't think so. That's not how that works. Right, Quinny? That's right, baby. So, of course... Brandon's like, oh, did I mention that Harriet needs extensive dental work? Because she's still missing. This season is almost over, and this kid's front teeth still have not grown in. How long does it take for teeth to grow back into your mouth? She clearly lost her two front baby teeth. That's what you do. That's part of life. It's, it's a milestone. I think what happened with me is I don't think I lost them both at once. No, I lost one, and then... It was, it's, it's really, I swear there's a picture of me, and you see, like, my two front teeth, one's growing, and then the other one just starts to grow, and it just looks weird, and everyone's got that picture of, I'm sure, the awkwardness of what your two front teeth, one's growing faster than the other one. She has an overbite. You're missing your two front teeth. Overbite my butt. She's like, I wake up every morning with teeth marks on my chin. Really? From where? Your gums? Because there ain't no two front teeth there, sweetie. So he's like, oh, I talked to the company and uh, the executives. I'm like, you know who the real brains of the uh, operation are? They're like, oh, you, Brandy. He's like, oh, no, Lawson. Lawson is the real. Uh, <laughs> um, it turns out that phone call that Ted couldn't get to. Joan got it, and turns out that deal with the soft drink company fell through, so Brandon is now still Ted's boss. 
Wait just a dang sec. Hold up. So is this just something clearly that Ted fabricated, whereas in, it's like, oh, Brandon, you've been fired, and they've named me the head of the department. So he's he never talked to anybody at all. Okay. But then again, you had to get Brandon back. It's like, hey, we'll still go out to lunch. Oh, I'm the president? Sweet. I'm still, or not the, why do I keep saying president? No, is that, I'm your boss? Still? Great. We'll go out to lunch, and we'll split the bill. You can pay for the food, and I'll pay for the parking. Of course he'd want to go to someplace swanky, because he ain't paying the food bill. And I'm sure he's going to stiff them on that ballet charge. Thankfully, Brandon gets out of their house before I kick him in the ass out the door. And the kids come in. And turns out, Jamie, you don't got to worry about uh, me losing my job because the deal fell through with the soft drink company. It's like, great, that way I don't got to get a part-time job. I'm like, what do you mean you got a part-time job? It's like, well, we wanted to help out with the bills and everything like that so they don't shut off our electricity. So I love one of the things that Ted says. Like, if, his, if Brandon's wife and kid were starving, he'd give them diet pills. And Joan, of course, goes over to Ted and says, oh, honey, I'm sorry the takeover didn't work. And, of course, Ted's like, well, I still have my memories. Brandon crying on my shoe. That'll always be nice. And I'm just thinking now, staring at Jamie's shirt, there's not a spot of wetness on it from, there's no soap suds. There's no dirt on his face from washing a car. There was, there were no water in those buckets. There were no suds. I mean, I'm sorry. That is the cleanest kid I've ever seen who's ever attempted to wash a vehicle. Yeah. But I like this here. I mean, people are like probably thinking, like, oh, goody two shoes, like Jamie or something like that. Like, this kid is not normally... He's not normally selfless in this. It's more like he's kind of in things, in you know, in it for himself in some scenarios. So it's kind of a nice turn to see. Well, you probably like, gosh, I don't want us to like be homeless or you know lose our house or something. So I like that he was able to do that. It's like, well, this crutchel is not going to work. We gotta find another way. I'm just thinking, what about a paper route? You know that the paper well. Not nowadays, because I really got to wonder how many people are still getting newspaper subscriptions, because you can get pretty much all your news, like, either on, um, your paper probably even has, you know, Facebook pages, but they post the news there, or online, or whatever. I wonder, honestly, how many paper boys are, I mean, I can't even see that being a real lucrative job as much as it used to be back in the day. I mean, back in, like, the 80s and, and the early, you know, to most of the 90s, that's how you got your news, was either what you saw on the news or in you read in the newspaper. That's how you got your news. Granted, anything that, like, just happened is either going to be on the news or you're going to read about it a day or so later in the newspaper. Yeah, when Ted tells Jamie he's not losing his job, he's like, oh my gosh, that's great. Vicky, did you hear that? She's like, that's great. Now we won't be lying in gutters with winos. <laughs> I had to laugh at that. It's so funny. <laughs> I love her quips. I just, I love them. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, That's how it ends in the kitchen. And Ted's like, I didn't lose my job. It's, you don't have to. Thankfully, Jamie doesn't say, oh, by the way, I took 
Vicky to a shady car dealership, and we were gonna wash this car for like 50 cents. I wasn't gonna get anything. And there are only two cars on that lot. I'm sorry about that painted backdrop of a parking lot filled with cars, which may just be a regular parking lot for other businesses. Who knows? Oh my god. So, and I didn't find any comments on, on YouTube, but this doesn't make sense. Just the, at take, uh, TakeOver threatens Ted's job and family finances, or even this description, which is, cutbacks at United Robotics have the Lawsons scrambling for odd jobs. What? The Lawsons, there's four of, well, if you include Vicky, there's four, but... Only Jamie was the one who was doing the garage sale, and then he took Vicky to, you know, watch cars and stuff. I didn't see Ted or Joan doing any odd jobs of any kind. She didn't apply for that. What happened in a boutique job, or, or did she quit that? I can't remember. I, don't, I thought she was still working at it, the place. I don't know. All right, so I'd say lesson learned from this episode is just going to be... I guess pitch in whichever way you can when times are tough. Pinch those pennies. Alright, so for August. Good old the Good old Lou. Season 1, episode 20. Ted's plan for physical fitness backfires. Oh boy. Let's read the DVD description box description here. Or the DVD case. Ted is motivated to get the family into shape when an obese co-worker. An obese co-worker loses a record amount of weights. So, so yeah, just talking about the company takeover, that's just, it's very, the synopsis on both IMDb and the DVD case are very misleading. Because those things, Ted and Joan did not get side jobs, so. Alright, so yep, join me in August for season 1, episode 20. And then most likely close to the end of September for... If I can, it just really depends, because that's when, uh, we'll, we'll just see where we're at. Alright, everybody, have a great, great, actually, you know what, I don't know why I stopped doing the, um, robot rating. So, for this one, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a three out of five robots. I just, Brandon Brindle, just, oh, blah, 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 I just I can't. But, I mean, that discount deal, guys, like, you have miners working on your car. That's a liability, so whatever. Let's <laughs> say scared away customer, which he didn't know about. Alright, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I always enjoy these episodes because they're pretty much brand new to me because I haven't seen them. And it's not like I watched it, like, weekly when I watched Small Wonder in like 1990 it was already pretty much in syndication and reruns so all right have a great week everyone bye bye